Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com. And on Instagram at Little Empire Podcasts. Are you gonna play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a One of them dies, that guy's screw. One of them's a hottie, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Hello and welcome to The Worst Idea of All Time, Season 3, Episode... Why did I tell you about those speakers? I said turn them off. Yeah, and what did I say? I don't know, I didn't hear you. I say, I stopped, I'm as saying, soon as I stopped talking, I stopped listening. There is a fundamental problem in our relationship. God damn it, guy. Friendships are about uh, talking, yes. Listening, also yes. It's a two-way street. What did you say? I said absolutely not, under no circumstance. If you have a problem, speak now. What did you say? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't exactly. hear that. I didn't hear that bit. Um, so, guys, we took a little initiative this week and decided to uh, diverge off the usual track, which is us watching uh, We Are Your Friends, and instead decided to take a stroll down memory lane, and I am delighted to tell you, delighted to make you informed that we have just watched Sex in the City 2 for the 53rd time. We just want to put our world record a little further out of reach. Uh, we're getting a little antsy in our pantsy, and here we are. And mm. may I say, while the movie yeah. unmistakably itself very long, I'm feeling remarkably fresh. Yeah, I'm feeling fresher too. In a lot of ways, it's like seeing it for the very first time again. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. That's a reference to a song that's in the movie Sex in the City 2, thus further... Um, compounding the evidence that we have, in fact, just watched it. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy to be back. How did this movie make you feel, Guy, having watched it with now uh, about six months since the last time? I still... It'll be longer. It'll be eight yeah, months. Yeah, it'll be long, won't it? Yeah. Real vacation. Um, certainly a pleasant change. I still take, maybe more so now, Carrie Bradshaw. Mm. Just an absolutely uncompromising unforgivable piece of work mm. really really narcissistic just an absolute fit of hysteria throughout the whole film yeah she's negligent yes towards her friends yeah her husband 
She's just got blinkers on. Yeah. It's all about her. Uh, I mean, that being said, we did invent a storyline midway through this week where Mr. Big again was revisiting his trouble with the Securities and Exchange Commission and was instructing Carrie that if ever she got a call from the authorities to recite a story he'd made up so that they couldn't be implicated. So we quite, you know, there was some added meaning to what was in the actual In a very unfortunate coincidence, Mm. that phone call happened at exactly the same time at which Carrie was going to confess to Mr. Big that she had accidentally, as she puts it, kissed Aiden, even though she totally did it on purpose. Did she say accidentally? I don't know. Her words or your words, Guy? My words, but certainly from an accurate reading of a speech I've now seen 53 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as Big is explaining to her in quite explicit and clear detail the gravity of the situation and exactly uh, what she needs to do to ensure both of their safety and a life on the outside as opposed to you know inside of a state penitentiary, mm-hmm. she is preparing to tell him she's kissed Aiden. They they miss each other. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about our friendship, Tim. Until we listen to each other, we're going to miss each other. I know, but at least we're dealing with problems that are at the same scale. Yeah. Whereas with... Carrie and Mr. Big, it's like Mr. Big's looking at some pretty serious jail time. Well, I mean, Carrie's implicated too. She doesn't look at the mm. books. She doesn't pay any attention to that tax stuff, as she yeah. calls it. If she doesn't follow instructions here, they're both in hot water. And, and and that's where they are. That's where they find themselves. But Carrie is so wrapped up in her personal dilemma of having kissed an ex-boyfriend because she didn't listen to her friends that warned her not to go out to dinner with him that she thinks that's a, a big deal. I mean, look, if you're married... Don't go kissing other people. It's a it's a good rule. It's a simple rule. Unless uh, in your marriage it stipulates that you may. Oh, that's true. As a general rule, just follow the guidelines you laid out at your wedding. Yeah. Where you Whatever s- you said at the wedding, just yeah. keep that in mind. And then you also need to appreciate that sometimes there are problems that are bigger yeah. than kissing boys. That's like, right. for example, the securities and extra... And I hate to yeah. just harp on about this, but... Mr. Big You're right and to. Mrs. Big You're right to. Are, are looking at some serious time That's behind right. bars. There are laws bigger than the laws that you set with your partner in matrimony and that those, apply to only you. Yeah, those laws are actual laws. Yeah. Legal laws. With actual consequences. Like insider trading. Part of hemp play. Just, you know, off the top of your head. Yeah, exactly. Um, so look, it's weird to be to be back uh, with the gals and uh, with Brady. And I'll tell you who was a real delight to see on screen. And in some ways, it was almost like we forgot he was just about to arrive until he got there. It was Dickbot? Oh, and then we man. were like, we were like, yes, please. He was. That was like walking into a room and seeing one of your oldest and dearest friends. And yeah. in spite of the fact I know he wants total global domination and yes. to destroy humankind. Yeah. I kind of. Like the guy. I was having to see know, him. I know, right? You're like, this piece of shit, how fucking long has it been, my friend? It's been way too long. And it doesn't matter how bad a person is. If you haven't seen them for long enough, you're going to love seeing them again. There's an excitement there. You can't, I mean, you can't quell it. It's like some people are good at holding grudges. Not yeah. me. What's that you say? You want to destroy, you know, all of us? Eight months? I can forget about that and just be excited that we had a laugh together once or twice. Yeah, and to see your erect robotic penis on screen once again. That's right. We found some more fuel to the Dickbot fire this week, didn't we, Tim? Sure did. To the tune of... So, what what do we know about Dickbot? He is a robot... He's an artificial intelligence... Designed by the Japanese. Yes. In response to Pearl Harbor. To seek vengeance. Yes. So... 
He is no way. This doesn't make any sense because the Japanese incited the attack on Pearl Harbor against the Americans. I think maybe Hiroshima. Yeah, I did guess you not it was, say Hiroshima? No, don't I just said hear Pearl that. Harbor. I guess it was in response to the thing that was in response to Pearl Harbor. That's right. So in some, some ways and worse, is. and then some. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not saying that like. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying the atomic bombs being dropped on Nagasaki and Hiroshima were like equal weighting to taking out some planes just, and stuff and, just, and some yeah, servicemen. Yeah. We don't need to relitigate <laughs> semi-recent geopolitical. We're just history. trying to organise the chronology for yeah. your oral pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so here we are, two boys trying to figure out what this AI is up to. And meanwhile, Samantha is just getting them all. Oh my up. god. In the same way that Carrie's really missing the point with Big's problems, I gotta say, Samantha is missing the scale of the stick of dynamite that she's oh. playing with at the moment. Absolutely. You cannot get an artificial intelligence hellbent on the destruction of America all jacked up with a chub, or, a stiffy. Hot under the collar. That's right. Hot and bothered. A stiffy that I would I would suggest probably extends beyond his robot belly button. It'll be telescopic. It'll be like, you know when you, um, you might have seen, you might have one, or when you're traveling, tourists have those cameras that are little pocket cameras, and then you turn them on and the lens comes out. And it's like, how does all that fit in that little cube? But it does, and that's Dickbot's dick. It's like, Jesus Christ, how how is this yeah. thing this big? How it's tiny insane. was the, the penis of the engineer who designed this? Yeah. What to make of- it this comically oversized. And so there there they are. And she she can't finish it. Well, obviously they get stopped because a fellow, a co-diner says, excuse me, waiter, that robot has an erection. Yes. And accordingly, security is called and they prevent um, either of them, as I understand it, from achieving orgasm. Mm. Which means you've got an artificial intelligence with severe robot blue balls. Yeah. You're They've just... cock-blocked a machine hell-bent on destroying all of us. It's not a smart thing to do. And as with Carrie, Samantha's reaction is, how does this affect me? What's yeah. this going to do for my trip back to America? When the actual reaction should be, I am afraid that I might have incensed that Japanese artificial intelligence a little more. Mm. We were already not in a great boat, and now the boat has more holes in it. That's right. That. I feel like there's a better analogy, but that's I'm no, going to stick no, with that. No, we're good. in choppy waters. We're in a small boat. The small boat was has, a dangerous boat. Yeah, it had some holes in it. Had some holes and in it. And now what's happened, Tim? Now the holes have gotten even bigger because you refused to not, fuck the boat. Not more holes. Bigger. Just the same holes. Bigger holes. But bigger. Bigger holes. More water coming through. We could bail it out before if we all stuck together and really tried hard. Took turns. Yeah. We were strate- strategic about this. But not, not anymore because now the holes are too big and we're sinking. We're sinking in the boat that is not having sex with the boat. Boys. To put this into uh, you know terms that some of you physicians or physics will understand. Yeah, they're uh, two different things. It's taking on more water than can be bailed out of it. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So the boat, the, the amount of water coming onto the boat, yeah. volume gained mm. is greater than volume bailed. Yeah. We're talking in very technical terms. Let me try and break this down a little bit. If so you could. It's like 
if you okay, here's an analogy. It's like if you were in something that floats in the ocean, right? Yeah. And it had a small hole in it that was letting in just enough water so that you were still buoyant because you could, could be anything. You could flick the water out. Could be a bag you're floating in. Yep. And a half of a coconut. A barge, whatever, whatever you're on. And but then what happens in this in this analogy, just to explain for those of you who aren't familiar with the boat. There are holes in the small thing, but then the holes get bigger on the thing that you're on the water Not with. more holes. Bigger holes. Just bigger. The same holes. Yeah. But bigger. And I don't know. Do you want to have a crack at this? Well, I feel like I'm I not just explaining that, it right. That, no, you got it. But I think just to really clarify, and the issue is that the amount of water that yeah. is being taken on by this floating thing, yeah. as you so accurately put it, is, is, is greater and happening faster than the ability of those on the floating thing to yeah. okay let me let me water. try it this way let me try it this way if we've got any mathematicians uh listening at the moment so why is the value of the amount of water that we have an ability to bail out of the floating vehicle we're on the holes are x the amount of water is y. z no we've solve, already got y solve for z that's right i think so you x and z have a correlation wrap your head around that why is the constant we're in trouble solve 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 as and you will. solve quickly because we are sinking you know and i'd appreciate knots. it if you'd actually get your head and, in the game and yeah. bail some more water out rather than scratching away on that notebook of yours not dylan by the way is a, a nautical term uh it's nautical miles yeah dylan dylan <laughs> whoever dylan is fucking dylan the guy who created this problem um, so yeah, it's incredible for the scale of problems happening all around these uh, lead characters. Their obliviousness to the trail of destruction that they leave yeah. is staggering. Do you feel like that's how they've lived their lives, though? They're all pretty privileged. You get the woman. impression, mm. very insulated. Um, it was yeah. There are a few scenes which really jumped out in terms of just. I'm sure we've said it before, but just how garish. Like, and how out of touch, you know, when uh, Charlotte Miranda toast to the woman without help. Yeah. Before climbing through the camera lens and into the cinema and individually pouring their cocktail on top of everyone who actually paid for a ticket to see the movie in the cinema. So they actually, that was an effect that Michael and Patrick King used where they got the actors for the first 100 screenings to climb out of the script from behind the screen in the cinema. Crazy. And really emphasize the point and pour water. It must have been like that train thing when yeah. they first started doing movies, you know? And they people made all the, out. even though the movie's not in 3D, all of the people who went to those first 100 screenings had to wear 3D glasses. Yeah. And so not only are they getting they their, were safety goggles. their clothes stained by, well, yeah. For their drinks. But also it did ruin, you know, the, the first movie. two hours of the movie oh, for absolutely. them. absolutely, no question. But safety first, as always. <laughs> you know what it's like? It's like being in a boat. When the holes get bigger and you've got to yeah. find a way to get that water out of there is what it's like. But the goggles don't do nothing. They do something. I'm going to tell you what my shining light was for this watch of Sex in the City 2. And that was, and it's, it's amazing how things change when you take a little break from it. Penelope Cruz. Yeah. As the head of a bank, Miss Carrion herself, thank you I will, stunning. Best performance in the movie, greatest actor in this film, uh, and I can't believe that I didn't pay her more attention it, previously. It makes sense. I think you look at the amount of screen time 
and you know the amount of actual days on set that Penelope would have had to give. Mm. I think that she did not quite understand the tone of the movie and the sort of general effort. I'm pretty sure that there would have been some pretty furious lead actors mm. watching her performance at the premiere being like, well, we were all doing 50, and if we knew Penelope was going to come in at 85, we probably would have done something, would at least in the 10 minutes of scenes around that. What do you think Adam Sandler was pulling on Grown Ups too? <laughs> Take that. I don't think Adam Sandler knew he was working. <laughs> I think he was just told it was a walkthrough. But they filmed it. But, no, you're not wrong. Do you think that's how Adam Sandler makes his movies? Because everyone, ourselves included, I'm not excluding us from this, judge him very harshly on his cavalier-seeming attitude, but maybe he's got such intensely high standards for himself and such um, like crippling perfectionism that they need. They know this, the filmmakers know this, and they have to convince him that they're just blocking scenes. They're just doing walkthroughs and just reading the lines aloud. Because as soon as they say action for real, he'll freeze up. He can't, he's just paralyzed. Oh, really? So what we see in every Adam Sandler performance is effectively a very loose rehearsal. Yeah. Adam Sandler is rehearsing. Everyone else is acting. Yeah. But because they are also on eggshells because they can't reveal to Adam that they're performing for the cameras. Yeah. 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 Delicate operation. Because normally when you're blocking Makes as well, a lot of sense. you can goof off a bit, you can fluff a line here and there. Oh, yeah. It's not a big deal. You can um, do a gag but, to make, try and make your colleague corpse. Yeah, but obviously you can't do that when you're making the film for real. So there's there's quite a balance to strike there. Undoubtedly. With old AS. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting idea, the amount of intensity that different actors bring to, to the set at different times. But I do think, yeah, you're, you're right that Penelope popped off the page. She was great. Um, may I share with you my shining eye? I would love it if you would. And this was one of many options, I thought, in a frankly um, eye-popping performance from Cynthia Nixon this week, playing the role of Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the bookish friend, I think it would be fair to say, is the casting that they gave her in this film. Professor Oak, as we once yeah. deemed her. I cannot speak to the TV character, but certainly, uh, you know, playing the role of Pathetica. Professor Oak. Pathetic Oak. Yeah. So, generally, everything was very well done. Also, I'd like to say, in spite of her good performance and her performance allowing for the fact that Miranda's probably the best of all the friends... She's the most empathetic and sort of can, you know, at least keep tabs on other people's lives better than the the three people she hangs out with. Mm. Uh, In spite of that trait coming through, I still really didn't like it, didn't care for it. No, that was apparent. But the best uh, piece of performance from Cynthia Nixon in the role of Miranda was when her and Charlotte, uh, just before they had to climb out of the, you know, screen and pour cocktails on all the... Plebs. Paying plebs. Um... Charlotte says, oh, I've, I've written it down actually because I didn't want to forget You've it. written it? Look at this. Get a load of this guy, cool everyone. Research. Get oh. a load of this guy. So right down his shining light. It's just after that scene in the bar when Carrie comes back and confesses to everyone that she's kissed Aiden. And Charlotte and Miranda have to play drunk because they've been mime sipping Cosmopolitans for all of 15 seconds while they piss on the audience. And she, uh, they say they both don't know how to how to react and what, whether or not to tell um, Big or just leave it as a secret. And Miranda brings up the fact that Steve once cheated on her and Samantha says uh, Steve had sex, you know, as a point of difference. Steve had sex. Sorry, but he did. And Miranda's drunk acting, sorry, Cynthia Nixon's drunk acting is amazing. 
half a head turn. Mm. She looks at Samantha. Mm. She lets what has been said sink in. Mm. She considers it. And then she gives sort of a knowing, half-glazed over drunken nod as if to say, that's right, in the interest of this conversation moving forward and us best helping our friend Carrie, I will let that slide. That services the conversation. And I just thought to communicate all of that and the amount of time that she did, truly a shining light. Good stuff, guy. It's beautiful. Hey, don't don't thank me. Thanks, Cynthia Nixon. Send her a letter. A letter. (laughs) What I would love to do is climb up on that big dusty ladder that is in that big dusty library and pull out that top shelf leather-bound book, dust it off, bring it down, have a look at it, pop it on the table. Oh, she's heavy. Oh, she's dusty. It's time to have a look at Mr. Big's Big Big Book Book of of Ideas. That's right. And we're summoned through. Deep inside this leather-bound tome. God damn. You know what's happening to these pages? Is all the moisture's gone out of them, and it's it's like turning over. It's just dried parchment. I feel like it's going to break off. Yeah, you've got to be you know, very very careful, I very delicate. being as gentle as humanly possible. On this page, there's just a lot of diagrams of dog skeletons. I'm not sure what that's about. Just something that's you know interesting to Mr. Big, perhaps, at it's the time. It's crazy. There so seems to be... be over here on this on this page, two further along, mm. there's just some grass clippings, sellotaped to the actual page. Can you feel yeah, that? That's weird. That's real grass. Wow, that's so odd. And then there's a picture of David Bowie that he's drawn next to the grass. I'm not sure that's what he's right. trying to communicate. And if you there. go back one page, you'll see between the dog mm. and the grass clippings, there's yeah. just an arrow drawn on each page. That's so strange, like they're connected somehow. Yeah. We'll just skip ahead a couple chapters. There's one here. Uh, it says the word cobblestones. And then it's it's got that word, uh, a lot of circles around it, and he's underlined it as if that's really important. There's a lot of arrows pointing he's down. A lot of different letters, as singular or as doubles, triples, quads. Yeah, and then and then it's just the words zodiac killer underneath it. So I don't know what that is or means or is about, but, but it's, it's it's all there. Certainly curious. And a few pages further along here, I see what looks like a blueprint for something called a big mark, big market. Big market, okay. That looks like he's trying to design looks, something. Let's, uh, yeah, let's get into this. Um, let's have a read of what he's he's scrolled down. Chicken scratch. His handwriting is barely legible. This dude. You can make it if you squint up your eye, like a magic eye. If you yeah. go real close Look and you squint up your it. eyes, okay. you can see. And he's he's just written in his very very unique and distinct handwriting. Place for the number four, mm. food. Okay. Spelled F-E-E-D. But then he's corrected the E's to have, you know, lines so they look like O's, but they actually look like eights. Right. Hmm. Oh, okay. So on the... So if you, can you see down there that, like, paragraph that just looks like hieroglyphics? Yeah. Hold on, I've got a magnifying glass. I'm going to try and read this. It's a journal entry. He's writing down about an evening where he came home with takeout from Sobu Noodles. Yeah. Sobu, that's in the movie. He comes home in the movie with Sobu Noodles. I guess this noodles. is about that night. And he's... Okay, it's there's a lot of like words I can't quite make out, but I think... Do your best. So Carrie is saying something to him which is... Conf- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Fused him. And that she said, is that you? He said, who else is it going to be? And she said, the... Crust, crustidis, crustidis, delivery guy, and then, and then there seems to be a reference here to the fact that that delivery man had a key to the apartment, which big rightly brought up with this. I mean, this is an expensive apartment. Why would you give a, a key to a, just anyone? Well, she, well, he asked her that, and she said, "I guess that's the price you pay for eating at home." And so this has triggered off some thinking from Mister Big about. What if they created a location that people could go to where instead of sitting down and dining there where someone's cooked the food for them, which is what you do to eat, but also it's not when they bring a ready-cooked meal to your house either. What if there was something else where you could get the raw parts of... The ingredients. The ingredients, the the food stuffs themselves in a central location and buy the ones that you want... And then bring them home and prepare a, them as like you a want. Super, a supermarket, well, or as, he's, he's, yeah. as he's written here, he's, a big market. A big market. It's, it's you, as if the man hasn't heard of a supermarket. You, well, it can't just be him. I mean, if Carrie's saying that's how you get food in the house, that would suggest that these are two people who, who just who just don't live, know what a supermarket living is. Living in the middle of New York City. Yeah. They've never encountered a supermarket before, and Big is included with his other multi-billion dollar ideas and business schemes. Not even like a detailed blueprint, but simply the concept he's describing of a supermarket. If you can, if you can look past the sheer ignorance and sort of just outright idiocy that is on display, Mm. it is quite something that Mister Big, entirely of his own accord and intelligence and creativity, has in essence invented the supermarket. Well, I guess can we give him? I guess we should give him credit for that because, despite the fact that it already exists, it's a pretty ingenious thing to think of if you didn't know it exists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's incredible. It's pretty. I can't imagine thinking of anything so efficient and user friendly. 
So we're applauding this idea. Is this one for the for the books for the good? I books? can't imagine him making much money off it. I mean, you know, as soon as he shows this book to anyone else, they'll say, "Oh, yeah, we've got those already. They're called supermarkets." Yeah, but credit where it's due. He thought he came up with it independently, and in some ways yeah. he did. So, congrats to you, Mister. I'm not Bay. in the nature of grading these ideas. Tip but, of the hand. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I, I would just like for us to stop down briefly and uh, hear a word from our sponsors. This still and our sponsors this week on the worst idea of all time special edition, just just in the mix, in the mix. It's still audible.com. Those guys are still with us and we can't thank we can't. them enough. But more important than gratitude is an explanation of the service itself. What is audible.com? That's a question we've been wrestling with since the start of the sponsorship. Every week we look it up. We and look you- it up, you know, in our downtime. Also, when we're on the clock, we look it up, don't we, Tim? Oh, yeah. You got it in front of you right now, if I'm not much mistaken. Well, look, the, the, the main thing that you need to understand about audible.com is that it is on-demand audio entertainment. So we're talking, look, a lot of people talk about the uh, the red books, the audio books. That's true. It's like books on tape, but without the tape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have to read the book to absorb well, the book. how do they get in your ears? The book. Don't think about it. It's too confusing. You know what people might not think about, though? All the different genres and types of materials that you can get. I'm talking business, classics, erotica slash sexuality. Now, I'm, that could be some fun. Right? I, it never occurred to me to listen to book porn. Well, imagine that. There's probably Mills and Boone style novels on there, if not actual Mills and Boone books. Read by Fifty Shades. I'll bet you. I'll bet. Let's find out who's reading Fifty Shades, actually. That is a great idea. If you you're interested in Audible, you can head along to their website, audible.com forward slash try now. That's Audible, spelt in the traditional fashion, A-U-D-I-B-L-E. And if you sign up, do you have to use the code word worse, Tim? <laughs> no, we don't have a code word. You don't even have to use the code word worse. If you sign up, you'll get a free 30-day day trial, including a download of a book, which could potentially be Fifty Shades of Grey, read by Tim. Um... It's hard to say, you know, what is a book? Well, a book is generally considered to be a collection of pages written down by one or more people pertaining to a certain topic or narrative. Uh, we've got non-fiction books or fiction books. Confusingly, non-fiction actually means true, and, and fiction means that they're made up. That is confusing. Um, look, Fifty Shades is on here, but I, I could just, I'm having a little trouble pulling up who's who's reading it to us at this present moment. Just rest assured they've got a fantastic voice and they certainly know where to put the emphasis in sentences and words. Maybe that's a, that's a fun little thing for you to find out. Go to audible.com and figure out for yourself who's reading Fifty Shades. Yeah. And then sign up at audible.com slash try now. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash try now. Thanks, Audible. This movie's still fine. A doo-doo. Question. We ask it every week. Once in a blue moon. 
Yeah, we used to ask it every week and then we stopped. <laughs> we stopped asking. Do we lose interest? I think not. <laughs> no. A question that remains unanswered in spite of us getting to the bottom of what the actor who played Coffee Guy telling us, which mm. was, I can't even remember. I think he had an important meeting. Oh, man. Wouldn't it be good to remember that? Excuse me, I'm eating a blueberry. But no, it's okay. How is it? It's, uh, a little Some of those blueberries, Tim, yeah, they're trying to kill themselves. <laughs> they, they, they are. They, they are. They're going soft on the edges. Well, in this room, I'm not surprised. Which is a telltale sign that a blueberry is about to off itself. Warm and moist. Listen, guys, we're not here to talk to you about moist blueberries. We're here to talk to you about where coffee guy is off to. What's coffee? What on God's green earth could, you know, necessitate a person, any person, drinking that much caffeine Mm. that quickly Yeah, and striding out of uh, said cafe with that much purpose? Uh, Two words for you, bro. Hot air balloon contest. Oh, that makes some sense. Yeah. Is that, I mean, how does he know about it? Is that what he was reading about in the classifieds? Absolutely. So you'll notice in the film that he's picked up a newspaper, which I assume he's just grabbed on his way into the cafe, one of the periodicals they've got lying out. But in there is a big old advertisement for the annual New York City hot air balloon contest. Now, Tim, I know what a hot air balloon is. I don't understand the science behind them exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's something to do with oxygen. What exactly goes into a hot air balloon Contest. I understand the idea of flying for pleasure. How yeah. does one fly competitively? There's three kinds of ways that you can compete in a hot air balloon contest. Uh, the first, there's a segment of the day that is dedicated to best looking balloon. So uh, normally this is focused on the colors that you've used. Some people go all out and have an interesting design. So it might not be your classical teardrop shape of balloon, but uh, we've got flying saucer ones that I've seen, which are pretty cool. Uh, so the, at- the, it's not painted like a saucer. The balloon is shaped like a saucer. Shaped like a saucer. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's asymmetrical ones that could be in the shape of a bird, uh, an Sounds eagle. Sounds dangerous. Incredibly dangerous incredibly dangerous it's one of those examples of the aesthetics of something really impeding on the aerodynamics yeah and, and so also, it but, looks cool but you get it up in the air and you are really taking your life into your hands potential or some eagles hands it also disrupts you know the natural order of things and a lot of eagles are, are quite christian and they're looking for what they call to be the omni eagle yes um that is to say the eagle that is all-knowing all-seeing all-conquering and what will happen if they see that is they'll they'll fly straight towards <laughs> Absolutely. it. Absolutely, as as is foretold in scripture. Yeah. And they'll incinerate themselves. Uh, and then what do you got? You got hot eagle ash all over your your knees, your feet. I don't know if you're sitting or standing, but yeah. potentially your hair. I can't stress this enough. Hot air balloons, in spite of their look, not that strong. So if you think that bird strike is a problem in a jet engine, yeah, try chucking a couple of pigeons at just a, a cursory pace. At a giant hot air balloon. And not all of those pigeons are intelligent enough to go for the hole. Some of them are just flying into the side of your balloon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because they're not that, they, their eyesight isn't that good. If I could explain it another way, it would be like if you were on the water in a boat that's got holes in it yeah. already, but you have an ability to bail out the water, which I guess in this analogy would be stay airborne. But then suddenly an eagle flies at your hot air balloon and makes the holes even bigger. It's the holes like that the you holes already have, the, not new holes. The existing holes getting larger. It's like in the boat, their holes getting bigger, so more water can cut. Too much water yeah. comes in. The difference in this case is it's more it, more air. I guess it's yeah, yeah. 
or something. If I could just backtrack to uh, a sentence you said just before you started using that frankly fantastic metaphor, Tim. Thank you. Um, you said that Eagle's vision yes. isn't that good. <laughs> Correct. A common misconception, I'm so glad you pulled me up on this point because it's something that I would relish any opportunity to get out there more, really drive home to people. There is an urban legend out there that eagles' eyesights are very keen. Hence the colloquialism eagle-eyed. Yes. But that is, in fact, incorrect. Eagles are the only animal on Earth to see neither colour nor shape, just motion. They're, they're blind? Effectively, yeah. They can but not legally. Motion, not legally they don't need seeing eye dogs well they don't need laws because they're eagles well except for the except for the legal eagles yeah but i mean their specialty is bird law um so how did this colloquialism get so misappropriated i mean as i understand it eagle-eyed has always meant a keen eye you yeah, know, yeah. An ability to see something from afar no, 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 i know or- because so this is this is science right before we had science we were looking at birds we were looking at eagles in particular and we went how is it that a bird, a powerful big eagle from such a height can see prey from that far up and be able to like take it down with such laser-like precision. And the truth of the matter is, is it's luck every single time. So in spite of seeing motion, they still just guess. They do guess, yeah. Because I mean, what? I mean, knowing that motion is happening, it doesn't help. That's all. Their, that's their sense. This this version it, of a sense of vision is something's moving somewhere. That's their sense of vision. But they're not considered blind. No, because it's a type. It's so like a type it's of sonar. Are they reacting? It's a, to it, a and that's why I say effectively blind. Effectively blind. So they can tell that visually something is moving in space somewhere. They understand somewhere. the idea of movement. Correct, and they acknowledge when it is happening. So but no, you, in terms of getting to where they need to be, getting their prey, going back to their babies, flying these great distances, migrating all around the world, all luck every time. Eagles are just incredibly lucky birds. Wow. So that's one type of hot air balloon contesting. The second kind is just a straight race. Yeah, that um, makes sense. If you've played, played the Sonic games or any uh, like uh, flight simulators, you know those big rings in the sky you got to get through. I'm embarrassed I didn't think that that sort of hot air balloon... Conti- I, I'm just embarrassed I didn't think of that myself. So that's two? That's, it's it's there. If you've, even yeah. Grand Theft Auto, you know, there's, there's yeah, the yeah, rings no. thing when you're training. Eagle on my face. Yeah. And then uh, the third, of course, is tricks. Um, freestyle. Freestyle. So similar to what you see at a skate park or a half pipe on a, on a mountain. Oh, I get So that's... They go up and they do what? They do loop-de-loops, whirly-birds. You got it. Dive bombs. Yep. Kick flips. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. And what of the? which of these three, I mean, I imagine New York being the, the major center that it is would on the one day host, you know, all three different types of competition. Yeah. What specifically, uh, what contest is Coffee Guy hoping to partake in? Well, this is the thing, because he's seen this um, newspaper clipping and it's brought back a lot of memories of him as a boy. It was, it was what he used to do with his dad. They would go to the annual hot air balloon contest every year. Every year. In New York. In New York. Born so, and raised. Presumably. And... He loved it. It was really the only time he got to spend with his dad because his dad was a very high-powered figure and some business that we don't need to get into in this episode. Nor will we ever. I think that's for the best. I read that email you sent. Yeah. So let's just not. Kill it there. Uh, So in in particular, his dad always loved the freestyle part of the day. Um, Not going to say why. Coffee guy himself 
Well, I'll just say it's related to his career, but we're not yeah. going to talk so about who he the is. The less said, the better. Yeah. Uh, and, and Coffee Guy himself, as he got older, kind of developed his own sense of style. He became very enamored with the racing part of the day because he's got a very uh, highly competitive spirit and that was kind of the truest sport uh, part of the proceedings. That makes sense. So that's, that's where he's off to. He's seen this listing in the classifieds. Yeah. And by his body language and the amount of caffeine he consumes, I assume, on the day. So is he hoping to muscle in to a team? Has he got a balloon in the garage he's going to dust off? I mean, I understand why he's interested in it. I understand the urgency to get there. I just don't quite understand how he plans on inserting himself into this this great day for New York City. Yeah, my understanding is that he's there as a spectator. Oh, okay. To relive those childhood memories of him and his pa. Nice. Who, again, we won't talk no, about. No, please. And, and, and even now if, you're if, saying and if I could more just than necessary, add to drawing that, drawing attention to it. Definitely not anything. a man you would associate with air travel or a no. particular crime just, I that may or not be unsolved to this day that occurred I in think, an aeroplane. None of that I is or isn't related the better. to Coffee Guy's right, We dad. should tow the company line, which, which we agreed on. Certainly not a recently closed FBI investigation. I That's still what I'm don't saying. know why. You know? You're giving more details while it's saying you're not, not going to say any more. It would, it, it, if I could pick a you're news You're contradicting story, yourself with... Every sentence. If I could pick one news story, it's just that means the least connection to what I'm talking no, about. No, as see, even guy's then, dad, you're giving people something to work with. They it can will work be backwards. a news story from the 90s where a little kid was playing in a creek and found a bundle of twenties. Well, so that's all I'll say, and none of that's connected to his dad. Anything else jump out at you from the movie this week? Um, I know this isn't the first time that I've brought this up but I'll tell you what did jump out at me, and that was the length. Oh, yeah. Hey, I think this is the first time you brought it up, so I'd love to hear you explore it a little more. This movie is too long for me. Too long for itself, too long for anyone, I think. And there is a a moment uh, at about the sort of hour and ten mark where they could have ended the film, and it would have felt a little unsatisfying. They haven't even gone to the airport, let alone moved continents yet. But we've had a little sample of all the characters. We've seen everybody. We've been in a big wedding. We've had a musical number from Liza Minnelli. Yep. We've had a little bit of conflict. We've had it resolved. And you can almost see the credits start to come up in this bit where the limousine goes away um, when well, that was, Carrie and Big yeah, Originally meant to be, because this is sort of a, a glamorous, exotica-type movie. It's meant mm. to be an homage to, to an era past. Mm. That was where they were going to put in an intermission. But in, oh, nice. in test screenings, yeah. so they've, obviously they've got um, Charlotte and Miranda behind the screen yeah. and, it, they'd, and they'd be cramped up back there there's not a lot of space there's no green room and they'd get to that part of the movie and it would be intermission Yeah. Uh, and what they found is they were spending a lot of money on getting you know Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis uh, in a room together and everyone would walk out of the cinema and then I mean, what are you paying? What are you paying for? You're paying two actors to what? Sit behind a movie screen and watch a bunch of people walk out of a room. It doesn't make any financial sense. So they took out the intermission, and that's why it feels like a natural break in the film, mm. and that's why it now flows it quite uncomfortably as one very long, sort of protracted. It you shows. know, they should have kept that in. Prolapse. Oh. Well, that's about all for my observations for the movie this week, guy. Have you got anything you want to add? Oh, look. Uh, don't let anything we said fool you. This is not a movie 
for watching. I am glad we did it. Mm-hmm. I'm a little upset we made no more inroads into knocking off We Are Your Friends. I certainly think this was an interesting use of time from us. And again, much like everything we do on this podcast, incredibly rash decision making. Yeah, really. I think, what did you just I was, see it on I, your computer? I was looking at the device with which we watched the movie and there they were side by side. We Are Your Friends and Sex in the City too. And I posited to you, hey, how, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be quirky if we uh, watched the wrong one this yeah, week? Quirky was the wrong word for it. Well, we've done it now. So we'll be back next week with some more We Are Your Friends. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I would just like to say to anyone who lives in or near or knows anyone in Perth, Western Australia, have I got news for you. Starting on Tuesday, February the 7th, I will be in Perth to perform stand-up comedy. And I don't know anyone in Perth. (laughs) It's five hours behind and 10 degrees hotter. I am terrified. Uh, (laughs) It sounds like hell. Yeah. So the show's called Let's All Get in a Room Together. And if you look up, it's at Noodle Palace. But if you look up Go Montgomery, Perth, Noodle Palace, you'll find where you can buy tickets. It would mean the world to me. Once again, you just go to guymontcomedy.com. Yeah. Or find me on Twitter at guy underscore mont. But please, if you're interested in hearing what that would sound like, I would love to see you there. Also, we've got some upcoming uh, live shows, which we don't have all the details on yet, but they're going to be in Australia. And specifically in Sydney. Melbourne and Sydney. And And Melbourne. And New Zealand. And New Zealand. Um, We will get the date... I mean, look. I this by the time this episode comes out, we might have may have nailed it all down. Yeah. So, so we're not us saying online. it, but it's all go, published. Go go on go on the Facebook. I'll put it on the website. Just go wherever you get information about this, and it'll be updated. Thank you once again for staying with us on this journey. Uh, we are your friends. Don't you listen to Carrie and the gals? They're not. They're not. We are. And um, next week we'll be seeing a little bit more of Zakoli, Somali, Johnny Depp. You know him. favorite squirrel. You love him. We'll see him for you, and we'll tell you how they're doing. Bye, everybody. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Intro, 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 Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a Coley pasta. One of them dies, that goes squirrel. One of them's a hottie. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Boners of the Heart? Do you you want to do an apology corner? Do you want to do an apology corner to wrap up the segment? I'm the naughty boy of the podcast, bitch. (laughs) All right, let's end it there. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Also, I mean, with all respect to the to to the to the people who have passed on who we have spoken on in this yes. podcast we do yeah. it with love absolute love absolute horniness that transcends anything out of out we of appreciate you we love you yeah out of out of um fandom and arousal those are the two places that this was coming from even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.